What's going on, man? You sound all lethargic and tired. Come on, man. It's the Doc and Dunce podcast. Let's go. Let's my bad, go. my bad. I'm good. I'm good. All right. You know what I'm saying? We get to, we, we get to talk to each other. We ain't talked in a while as far as on air. You know what I'm saying? We took a week off with all that's been going on. Still in the world. Crazy yes, to still going on in the world. We still have... COVID-19, of course, coronavirus. We still have, of course, the unfortunate uh, uh, loss of death and murder of George Floyd. We still dealing with, we still dealing with police brutality and uh, uh, what is it, Breonna Taylor injustice. And now we got Elijah McClain and his injustice out in Colorado. And now we got some other cases that have been coming out from, a, from years ago. And recently a case in New York where somebody got choked out, although they didn't die. You know what I'm saying? The, the chokehold is legislated or, um, uh, 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 outlawed amongst New York City Police Department or New York City uh, Police Force. So, it's still a lot of crazy stuff going on, but we here at the Dog and Dust Podcast are here to bring you the raw, the relevant, and the real. So, what's going on, good brother? Ain't too much going on, man. I'm trying to keep my sanity, you know, with all that's going on. And I think more than anything else, this lockdown is really starting to get to me because, you know, they're opening stuff up. Yeah. It's too soon. Um, you know, I feel like I need to stay in the house to protect myself, protect my family. So, you know, it's getting to me, man. Let me say this. Let me say, and here's the thing. It's funny because initially, you know, in March, there was the gloom and doom and, you know, everybody was in the house. So now summertime, you know, things are starting to open up, as you say. And as we said before, episode two, we said that things were opened up too soon in certain parts of the country. But in PA, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Delaware, even parts of, and even Maryland, I believe, they kind of mm. did it. We kind those East Coast states, I would say, kind of did it the right way where we waited. But now the, the cases are still rising. And like I said before, and I don't want to dwell on this too much, but I think it's going to be one of situations where you have to have good health, you have to have a good immune system, because um, you may be liable to get it. And then, of course, how it how you react or how your body reacts will be the key because, you know, people are getting it like every day. It's like, you know, people are just getting it. And it's like, right, right. You know, not, not like, you know, when people were getting it because they were out or whatever. And like people are getting it even with a mask on. People are getting it, you know, well, I should say even with a mask on, but people are getting it, you know, because they're not wearing masks. Some people are getting it just haphazardly. Like they wore a mask or they did something that, you know, they got it or they don't know where they were, you know, so just a lot going on. But like I said, man, we back, episode four. You know what I'm saying? We at that quarter mark. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and we are here. Today is going to be the today is gonna be a different type of episode because we get to talk about ourselves and talk about who we are and how we met and how we came to be. You know, yeah, the doctor, yeah. the dunce, and all that other good stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? Well, Tell us who you be, black man. Tell us who you be. Well, I'm the, I'm the one known as Big Ra. A um, little bit about myself. I'm originally from Jersey. 
born and raised, um, grew up. Hey, in I gotta Asian stop group. you being real humble right now. I gotta stop you. <laughs> you know this, Big Robert. Can you give your full name and give your credentials, please, so that people know who we dealing with amongst the audio visual or say the audio and the visual world of podcast, please. Well, since we're gonna go that way, my license says Rasan Turpin. Um, my credentials. <laughs> I don't have no credentials. Man, please. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm going I'm, to I'm shout your praises. First of all, he went to the first black, historical black college Lincoln University. You know what I'm saying? He is a, a black man or black educator with a PhD from Walden University. Why am I doing this? Um, you know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes we got to we gotta let others sing our praise. And I know you're a humble dude. I've been knowing you for damn near 30 years. But that's something that you that no one should take lightly and that no one should, uh, you know, everyone should know that you're a black man with a PhD. And I ain't talking about no Mason Bethel play a hated degree. I'm talking about a real PhD. What's your PhD in? Sociology? Psychology? No, I think uh, human services and counseling. So what can you do with that? Get a job. <laughs> <laughs> I can make I I've I've done a lot of connections. Um I can be um a, a supervisor, mostly um nonprofit stuff, leading nonprofit organizations um through social change and things like that. That's pretty much um what I went to school, you know, with the goal of doing. Okay. Um but I'm of course I'm still working in education right now because, you know, just because you get a, a, a certain degree doesn't mean you're gonna automatically <laughs> jump uh jump ship so i i finished my degree last year in may i gave myself a year to figure out exactly what it, what it was that i wanted to do um so you know i guess it's it's, it's about a year now so i've i've, I've taken some steps in, in the directions that i want to go um, i'm not looking to lead any any type of nonprofit organization uh I, I very much still have an entrepreneur mindset. So there's a lot of things that I want to do, you know, do for myself and make connections that are going to allow me to um, have certain doors open up. So that's where I'm at. Right All right, well, see, there it is. See, we got to get the ball rolling. So, you know what I'm saying? That, that's, 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 that's only a small part of you in a nutshell. So can I get <laughs> myself? Yeah, we might, we might as well go ahead and uh, take care of that because I got some other things I wanted to jump into. Um, All right. But, Let's well, do the formalities out the way first. I want, and I want to say this, you know, just because you got a PhD and it's called the Doc and Dust Podcast, I don't want people to think that you the Doc and I'm the Dust, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. But yeah. uh, my name is Wayne A. Sharif Jr. Um, originally from Irvington, New Jersey, North Jersey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, shit, I'm, I've been teaching as far as an education for about a good 20 years. I started in 2000, now it's 2020, so 20 years, and I've dipped and dabbed in a bunch of different areas, also say districts. Um, started in Philadelphia, went to uh, Willowboro, went to, finished off in Camden, now I work in Camden, running my program called Food, Stands for Fighting Obesity, Obstacles Destroyed. And, you know what I'm saying? We, we had the Father's Day issue, we both have daughters, we both mm -hmm. are married, we both have careers that we you know that, that um, we enjoy. I stepped away from teaching uh, about three years. I think this is going on my third year. Um, mm. That's because I wanted to do something different along with you, with you as far as you saying the entrepreneurial spirit. That's where my, my path is now. Um, I mean, I still like dealing with the kids, but, you know, just in a different aspect. Um, I right. thought about starting a nonprofit similar to you. I mean, there's a 
uh, a nonprofit or a program that I run through my fraternity, which we'll talk about another time. But, um, you know, I, I'm along with you, like, you know what I'm saying? It's about the community base. It's about, you know, teaching these young people something. It's about, you know, giving, not just giving back, but also giving them food for thought. And going back mm -hmm. to what we said on episode one, um, creating that black existence, not just black lives saying matter, but black existence matters. And, you know, right. So these young people not only value themselves, but value, you know, where they come from and how they do, how they need to go about doing things. So you know let me ask you a question real quick. Okay, go ahead. When you, um, when you talk to young people and you talk about things that's going on, um, I guess currently in, in our society, do you, are you surprised that they're actually dialed in and paying attention to what's going on? Um, I'm not surprised. I am, um, I am, um, I don't want to use the word surprised. I didn't think that you thought you talk about as far as dialed into what's currently going on. Right. Right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think that the movement, I didn't think that th th their influence on the movement would be this, uh, uh, uh big, you know, mm -hmm. like you have young people that are out there, you know, and I'm not talking about young people when I see like 20 something, I'm talking about like teenagers, 15, mm -hmm. 16, 17, 18, Teenagers organizing marches, teenagers organizing right. you know, protests or rallies or whatever you want to call it. So that's, you know, the part that I'm like, oh, wow. Like, they're that's the part that I'm, I'm really uh, shocked at because, you know, we all got us innocent if it's something that we believe in and stand for. And obviously, right. they believe in it, you know, and it's not something that is, uh, it's not something that's uh, 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 to be taken lightly or they're not taking it lightly. They, they realize, like, yo, like, you know, this is my existence like this could happen to me this could happen to someone around me this could happen to somebody in my community and it probably right. has um there's a lot of anger on their part there's a lot of uh rebellion and you know the youth man i mean think about when we were young we rebelled to a certain extent um mm -hmm. i think this generation is really like they're at the point where like shit we don't even give a damn you know what i'm saying like we right don't right like they're there i think with our generation like you know we we come up with a generation of you know whole black power movement or our parents movement and things of that nature but it was mm -hmm. just a little different like it was a lot of different right. rules that you know you kind of had to follow um as far as just societal rules now it's like they set the rules they set the trends right. social media so you know what social media for them sets the rules you know what I'm right. saying? As, you know we follow the rules based upon what our parents did but social media sets the rules for them and kind of mm -hmm. like has uh, the influence um, on them of what's kind of right and wrong. It's kind of fucked up, but mm. you know, I mean, we talked to, to our girls it's, like at 17, right. 20 years old, they're more influenced by social media than sometimes our words. And then they're like, mm. oh, well, yeah, dad, he was right. Oh, I heard this on social media. I heard this on Instagram. And they would say the same right. thing you said, like, uh, duh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and you know, what's crazy is, well, not for lack of better terms, I'm saying crazy, but I talk, I talk to my daughter a lot about what's going on and she often will have more information or, or facts about something that's going on than I do. And I kind of look at her, I'm like, that's what's up. Like stuff like that makes me proud that, you know, she thinks outside of her circle and her bubble to, to actually pay attention to what's going on in society. And one of the things I um, appreciate, if I could use that word, about 
this whole lockdown situation is it's allowed me to do a lot of self-reflection. It's allowed me to pay attention to things that I wouldn't otherwise pay attention to or watch things that I wouldn't otherwise watch. Like, and I think in the last week or so, um, I've watched a few uh, interviews and debates. I, I saw, um, uh, I guess it was a very meaningful discussion with Candace Owens and Mark Lamont Hill. I don't know if you saw that one, but I know when I, when I, when I say the name, um, Candace Owens to people, um, uh, a lot of people, the, 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 the blowback is F that B and all types of stuff like that. And it's, it's understandable why, um, why, you know, they say that because, you know, she, she's a very, she's a very, uh, I guess, opinionated person in, in her beliefs about, um, you know, politics and black people and things like that. But I watched this interview, um, and I'm, I'm in no way, no means by a, a supporter of her in any way, but I was like, a lot of the stuff that she says makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, she's very intelligent and articulate, and I think she states things that are relevant, but she also states a lot of things that <laughs> pretty much it's not doing black people no favors. Well, and I'm well, like, yo, what the heck is she talking about? Yeah, so, I, 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 I'm not, and I hope I didn't cut you off, but I didn't, um, I didn't see that particular interview, but I did see mm. the interview where she was on a panel for the Revolt Conference. I think it was like Revolt yeah, yeah, Conference. yeah. Her it was with um, Killer Mike, Ti, uh, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff Johnson from us, right? In the morning, and she made some, she made she made a very good point about she made actually made two very good points. She made a good point about uh, the welfare system. And she also mm -hmm. made a good point about how in the '60s they tried to take the, you know, try to take black males out the house, uh, out right. the homes, and you know, and I agree with her. And although she is a Trump supporter, although mm -hmm. she is a, you know, black Republican, those points that she was making were points that you know a lot of black nationalists or black groups or, or groups in the '60s and '70s were saying, you know, the same thing, just maybe with a different, different uh, uh, um, uh, 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 way of saying it. But also, it's also about who the messenger is. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, you know, if it was right. coming from Farrakhan or, or Malcolm or, you know, uh, rest in peace or Elijah Muhammad or whomever, you know, mm. black people would be, would be clapping. Exactly. But yeah. because it was her and her track record, you know, even Killer Mike said that, you know, you guys want to get up here and denigrate. And like I said, I'm not a fan. I don't really know a lot about mm. her, only certain things mm. that I've heard. But, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's just one of those things. So... I mean, you know, I'm glad you've been self-reflecting, though. I'm glad. I mean, we still on lockdown, but we not on lockdown. I mean, the only thing you can't do is go into a restaurant. The malls are still closed and things of that nature. But like I Wait, said... No, the malls are open, and I made the mistake the other day of going to King of Prussia Mall. Was it? Was it packed? <laughs> was it? So I went, Cherry we went Hill, to... Cherry Hill wasn't packed, though, but go ahead. We went to Springfield Mall for, first. We okay. got there when it was open. It wasn't hardly nobody in the mall. And a lot of the stores wasn't open either. Right. Went to, got to Cherry Hill, I'm not Cherry Hill, um, King, King of Prussia. Prussia, like an hour later. No. It, it would have been like COVID-19 don't even exist up in there. No. There was no social distancing. All the, the eateries was open. People had their mask off. Some people wasn't wearing masks. People walking no. around, you know, huddled up together, bumping into each other. And I'm like, see, yeah. this is why I mean, we, yeah. you know, yeah. Huh? Yeah, so I was like, that was a big mistake. So I rolled right back out of there. I ain't even about staying there. Yeah. I think the only place I well, when we when, when, when you know when you, when you and I hung out last week, and we went to the Nike store. That was mm. the only place. I mean, other than the grocery store. Um, right. I mean, today I went out. I finally got a cut. 
like a real cut. So I went to the barbershop, got my, you know, shape up. And even with that, we talk, still talk about what's going on now, catching up. But as soon as you go mm. up to the barbershop, you got to sanitize your hands. You know what I'm saying? You know, go to the mm. sink, all like that. So, I mean, it, you know, some things are changing. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a lot going on, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'll say this. Mm. It's a lot going on now, probably way back uh, more than, of course, what was going on 26 years ago. When we graduated from yeah. high school, we old as shit. Wait, it's been that long since we graduated? It's been 26 years, good brother. 26 years since we graduated from high school. And um, I would definitely say yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Live hand clap for that. <laughs> <laughs> you dating us right now. You dating us. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was around, <laughs> well, now it's July, but it was, it was, uh, it was like late June. Um, mm -hmm or whatever the case may be. And, and, and one thing that I do remember about, and, and I'm so, talking about us, is, you know, how how did we meet? Because did we meet on a bus? On a school bus? Yeah, I think, no, I think um, it had to be the school bus because you wasn't at the same stop I was at. Um, I think Troy and them was at my stop. They was always at my stop, and then you was the stop afterwards. So I think either you you started, because you know I was I was the quiet dude. So I know you had to initiate it. So you either initiated on the bus or we had a class together. And I think you just like sparked up a conversation one day. Now you say the bus, I'm trying to think, because I remember it used to come down, I think it was Dorm Road. I can't remember. And I used to always run for the bus because I was always late. Some shit don't so change. But yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, uh, we, uh, I remember, I remember, I remember us meeting you. It was junior year, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, it was junior year, and I remember your sister, um, I remember Keon, and then I remember she used to mess with Joe. I forget who. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that. But I don't remember how we met. I don't remember how we met. But like you said, it probably was one of those things where I was just loud and just, you know what I'm saying, you know, whatever. And then, you know what I'm saying, like you said, the rest is history, and we, yeah. you know, uh, 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 we always and that was we uh, that was uh, junior year was 92. Dang, that's junior a long time 92 ago. 93. Junior, two, junior year was 92 93. Right. Um, and we graduated senior year was 93 94. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, junior year, I'm trying to think, junior year, of course, I was playing football. So, did you come in the beginning of junior year or towards the middle? Or, no, I started in the beginning. I okay. moved, I moved, I moved out there that summer. I think, in, matter of fact, in August, I moved out there. August of 92, yeah. Okay, yep. okay, okay, all right. Then. And this is way before kids had to wear uniforms to school and all yeah, like yes, that. Sir. I mean, can you imagine we had to, I mean, I wore a uniform to school when I went to Chad's school back in the day in Newark uh, for private schools, and that was cool, probably something, because I learned how to tie a tie, probably some of the best upbringing that I had as far as learning things from a, from a non-traditional standpoint. But if you can imagine yeah. you wear a uniform to school now. Well, that you know, that probably would have been to my bench. Well, I, I, I was never into fashion anyway. Um, but you know, back then the styles was, was, was crazy, but I, I just wasn't into it. So I guess wearing a uniform, I actually would have hated it. You know why? Cause now that I think about it, my freshman year, I went to union Catholic and uh -huh. we had to wear ties, blazers and, uh, and, and, uh, slacks. So okay. I hated that. So, um, but I only, I was only there for, for a year, but yeah, so yeah, we had to wear uniforms. That that definitely, yeah, I definitely, okay. I hate being dressed up, man. I'm 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 in my forties and I still hate getting dressed up. Well, I know that's, that's probably weird. 
one thing I like I said, one thing when I went to private school, it was definitely a good thing. Um, as far and but here's the thing, as far as like, you know, some of the things like you figured you like I said, we talked about the early nineties, mid early to mid nineties. That's still the early nineties, ninety-three, ninety-four, yeah. ninety-two, ninety-three. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it's a lot of things that, that, that was going on at that particular point in time. Um, you know, I mean, I know you 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 are the, the, the one with the PhD, so I know you probably could probably tell. Now, I'm trying to think. I know a few things that I remember uh, from 93 as far as, like, some, some news headlines. I remember David Koresh. Uh, yes, yes. I remember Ghostface said it. Burning up like David Koresh. <laughs> so you you know I, you know I had to take some I had to take some notes because I I wanted to pick your brain because you the historian out of out of the two of us you you have all the facts so I did have the siege of uh, that Waco Texas compound uh, down so that was that was 1993 let me ask you this all right let's go back down memory memory lane real quick what do you think was the top rap song around that time of 93 of 93. Top rap song of 1993. Um, top rap song of 1993. It wasn't Hammer. Hammer was gone by then. Um, shit. It wasn't. Was it the Woo? Nah. No. You ain't gonna guess it. You ain't gonna guess it. You know why you ain't gonna guess it? Because you probably hated the song. Was it Will Smith? Nah. Was it Will Smith? Nah. Uh, Oh, wait, wait. Um, I want to say Funky Cold Medina, a wild thing. No, nah, before that, go ahead. I, I'm lost. Whoop, there it is by Tag Team. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> that was the top rap song of 1993. Top R&B song was a Whitney Houston song, um, I Will Always Love You. I know you ain't talking about this song. Yes. <laughs> if, if you want to consider this rap, yes. <laughs> oh my god, I'm cutting this off right now. Okay. All right, let me let me let me give you a chance to redeem yourself. Go ahead, go ahead. What was, what was the top two rap songs in '94? Well, I'll give you a hint. '94. I'm gonna give you a hint. One was a female, and the other one was a male. Oh, female was uh, Lady of Rage. Nah. Afro Puffs. Nah. 94? A female? Wasn't Lauren of the Fugees, because that was after that. Hold on, let me think. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Let me give you a hint. No, don't give me a hint. The male, the male 94, I'm going to go with the male 94. I'm thinking, okay. I'm, shit, 94. I'm thinking Biggie Juicy? Nah, nope, but you close. Other side. Oh, no, 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 94. I know, I know, I know. I know. Oh, I, I, know I already know what it is. 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 I know what it is. There we go. There we go. I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. Come on, man. Don't let me down. 94 right here? Yes, sir. Oh, I knew it was this <laughs> Listen, I got I remember I remember when I heard this And it's just a quick, this is a quick point uh, Out of high school When I first heard, not when I first heard this When I heard this And I went to my first party at, at college And the brothers was hopping to this Man, listen that, that's, that's, that's the end of it Female MC 94 hip hop 
Not Lady of Rage? No. Nah. I don't know, boss. Give me a hint. You say you gonna give me a hint. So so deaf. Oh, the brat. Funk the five. Functified. 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 She was at the yeah. top for 11 weeks. Craig Mack was at the top for 10 weeks. Yo, let me tell you about the brat. The brat is... Have you seen pictures of the brat? Have I? She thinks they're the motherfucker, yo. <laughs> yeah, right here, Functified. I remember the video. Bill Bellamy was in the video. So, yep, so, yep. he was in it. All right. Wow, that's that's... That's some old school trivia for that behind. That's some old school yeah. trivia for that behind. Wow, that, that was that was that was good, brother. You you caught me slipping. I know people are gonna listen to this. Oh, Reef, you think you know it all? You don't know nothing. <laughs> Shut up. Shit. This but is- listen, what was because we was talking about fashion a little while ago. Did yeah. I can't remember? Did you keep up with name brands? Oh well, I would say this. Um, I didn't keep up with name brands. Um, I, I didn't have a lot of name brands. I caught up. I kept up with it. So I remember Jabot. Yep. Uh, Guess. Course yep. Hill figure. Um, I got a. I got a picture. The picture that you sent me with me and uh, um, Mark Paris from high school. What was it? Um, it wasn't cross colors because I think cross colors was starting to fade out. And Carl and I, of course. But it was. Yeah. I had a. I had a, like a purplish bluish jacket, a jean jacket. I want to say it was like Alexander. Alexander something. I can't remember. I want to say Alexander O'Neill, but that's the singer. Um, <laughs> it was uh, something, Alexander something, something about colors. But uh, that's what I remember. Carl, uh, um, Carl Kana, Guess. Fat Farm. Fat Farm was, Fat Farm was around Fat that Farm was, I, 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 yeah. Okay, Fat Farm. Pele, um, Pele. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had a, uh, I didn't wear that stuff until I got to college because, um, <laughs> That's when I started working. Like I said, I was broke. I ain't had no money in high school, y'all. I ain't had no money in high school. You know what I'm saying? But, Did uh, you wear FUBU? Hell no. I never liked FUBU. I never, I liked, never liked FUBU. To this day, I, I, and I think FUBU does like uh, formal wear or something like that, which is, yeah, is actually very nice. Yeah, they switched yeah. it up, but I was never a FUBU fan. Um, just not even because it was, this shit was just corny. Like, I wasn't a, I wasn't like a real labels fan. I had a Carl Kanai sweatshirt, a bootleg one. I might have caught it from Dr. J's downtown or something. And, um, that's the piece of my man, uh, um, Troy Reese. I had a Timberland sweatshirt that he had passed off to me. But for the mm-hmm. most part, like, I wasn't a label, label person. And here's the funny thing, real talk. Fast forward to now, all the sneakers that I couldn't get when I was a kid, or mm-hmm. not, we wasn't super stupid broke, but just the fact that mm-hmm. I couldn't get them. I um I uh made sure I have them now. So I, I caught a pair of uh, Andre Agassi's. I wore them today from Ross. I caught them like about two or three years ago, forty dollars. You know what I'm what? saying? I caught a pair of Wallabies from Ross, like forty, fifty dollars. Suede blue, mm-hmm. navy blues Wallabies. So I say all that to say, like the fashions that you know I couldn't get back then. I definitely mm-hmm. got it, got it, you know, I tried to get them now or tried to, you know what I'm saying, you know, make sure I have them. But those were some Isn't of the crazy how stuff that was that was out like damn near 30 years ago, it still fits in this era. But the it stuff that's right. out now don't really look, 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 you got an army hat on. I got a fisherman hat. I mean they call them buckets. I still call it fisherman. Yeah. I still rock fitted hats in what they call them right. We just call them I mean, I just call it a regular old hat, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. New era been out for years. You know what I'm saying? Way right. before it was popular. I was wearing fitted hats and, and regular team hats. I mean, I got pictures where I wore a Yankees hat and a fisherman hat. You know what I'm saying? We're going to post it, right. of course, before we post the episode and all that. Right. that. But 
You understand? I mean, you got you got some classic picks too. I put I put one on my Facebook post uh, or, or profile pic, I should say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know that that was those were the those were the um, of course the fashion staples. But real quick though, a lot of the fashions too, as far as you know that we rock, of course came from you know M- uh, entertainment, but also sports. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm right. saying? I, you know I mentioned the Andre Agassi's. They was tennis sneakers, but we warm as far as fashion. Fab Five, you know, they had the Barclays on and the black socks and the Harachis. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember the I had a I had a pair of um. That, that might have been 93. That might have been, that might have even been sophomore year. But I had a pair of Reebok Punks. Mm. Um, I had a, never had a pair of Air Force Ones back in the day. I had a pair, I didn't get those, I didn't even buy another pair to, uh, to college or whatever. I'm trying to think what other kicks that I had. I had a pair of Tims, but I had the, um, the Okie Doke Tims without the leather because the leathers wasn't in like that. That didn't come right. to me either. But I had the Okie yeah. Doke ones or whatever. But I'm saying I had a Lumberjack. I did have a red Lumberjack. Not like these, but I had a red Lumberjack. You know what I'm saying? Army hat, army jacket, you know, hoodies. Everybody wore champion hoodies. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And Yo, it's, it's you know what's crazy? How much they they charge for champion now? I go to Foreman Bills. <laughs> Foreman Bills. But no. How much they charge? My, do- my daughter was, was so open off champion like a year or two ago. And, wow. and they was charging like damn near $50 for a crew neck sweatshirt. <laughs> And I was like, you know how much we used to pay for this yeah. back, back in the day? It used to be like less than $20, over $20. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, they were recycling the same designs and upcharging them. Well, and that's the thing. Like, some stuff they needed, they need, it needs to be done with. But like you say, I mean, Jordan's still selling Jordan's like it's relevant. Like, this is freaking the 80s and the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and other stuff. I mean, I caught, like I say, sometimes I go online. Yo, it, that uh, the picture that you sent me, with that windbreaker, if I can find that windbreaker, yo, I'ma be I'ma be in heaven because I like that, that was like one of my favorite jackets, yo. You know what I'm saying? So that wasn't a starter jacket. No, nah, that was a Nike jacket. That was a Nike jacket. Oh, okay, okay. And, I, and, and um, I um, I remember when I um, like once you showed it to me, I was like, I remember like and you told me because I, I thought it was yours or something. I was like, I don't remember having that, but it's mm-hmm. it, God knows it's probably somewhere somebody probably rocking or Goodwill or. Something like that, you know, whatever the case may be. So it is what it is. But listen, this is the this is the Dr. Dust podcast. Oh my. Go ahead, good brother. Messing up on the sounds, messing up on the sound. Well, listen, this is the Dr. Dust Podcast. Please subscribe to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, your favorite podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell a friend about us. We appreciate it. I'm early. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool, man. It's cool. um, But listen. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, that is, um, those are like, like, wow. Like, you kind of bring it back or whatever. But you have some more historical news facts, though. Because we forgot the big one. You forgot the big one. I you even you only mentioned David Koresh. I think you mentioned something else. But what else? Oh, you got? it was it was it was other stuff going on. Go ahead. What uh, else? So, 1994. Uh, I got to say one name. OJ Simpson. That's all you got to say. I was, that's what I was waiting for. Two letters. <laughs> OJ. What the what the girls say? Uh, 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 they call me something 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 because OJ kill you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so hey. yeah, OJ was fleeing the police in the white Bronco. Uh, what else was that going was two on? days before we graduated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. remember I was at uh, Stuff Your Face in New Brunswick on Rutgers campus, 
me, Rashid, and uh, Heather Campbell. And we was mm. all chilling. And we was, um, I remember it was on the news. And we was watching, sitting there eating and watching or getting some grub and watching it. And it was, my fact, it was the last, it was game seven of the, of the finals between the Knicks and uh, Houston Rockets. Yeah, when y'all, John Starks choked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Starks wasn't the one that choked? Yes, he did. He went for like three for like 25. Something to that effect. He shot I, thought, I thought that series was on Ewing. No, nah, I can't remember. Not I had so many bad years with the Knicks, man. It's ridiculous. It went, it went game seven, and like I said, they said, you know, John Starks, he just kept chucking the ball, kept chucking the ball, and, you know, the rest was history. So, yeah, he cost him that championship, yo. Yeah, but that, that wasn't the worst of the series with uh, Charles Smith, and he couldn't make a, make the layup that against was, the Bulls. That was the Bulls. That was the year before. That was, yeah. the, that was yeah. the first three-peat. That was the first three-peat. So, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, Nick's always been sorry. <laughs> it's all good. This made me start watching basketball for a long time. Yeah. But listen, going back to that OJ thing, and I wanted to make this point real quick, um, because I finally doing this whole quarantine. I think we had talked about it before, as far as shows we watch. I have finally watched that OJ Simpson, uh, in which the America, the uh, um, the story of OJ versus oh no, the state of the state. Of, I forget what it's called. You know, uh, um, people Netflix. of something, people versus OJ. Yes, thank you. Uh, I said Netflix, yeah. I meant FX. Uh, People versus OJ, and I watched that, and I watched that, and I, I just, I just love the fact the way the characters embodied, or the actors embodied the characters, as far mm-hmm. as not just how they looked, but they took on their presence. I mean, you could tell that they really studied those roles, and I feel as though Cuba Gooding Jr. did a hell of a job as OJ because you know for a long time I said nah, he didn't do it. He had probably somebody do it, or he knew who did you it. Knew that was going to be my next question, right? But, okay, well, go ahead. Ask the question. <laughs> Ask the question. Do you think OJ did it? Yeah. You think that now or you thought that back then? No, I think that now. I didn't think that. I was I, I was always under the impression, when, you know, that although he was strong, like, I mean, I never got, I mean, I ain't trying to kill nobody, but to kill, to kill two people with that and not have any type of marks on you or blood or be drenched. And then the thing about it, like, there was no other evidence other than gloves. There's no murder weapons still to this mm-hmm. day, some near, you know, damn near, uh, almost 30 years later. There's uh, only still small evidence, not saying small, meaning minimal, but very little small pieces of evidence. Um, you know, you got the glove, you got this, you got a few blood drops, but you never, like, on a, did you, like, that crime scene, you would think it would be mounts and mounts or a large amount of evidence, and there wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I thought, like, okay, he didn't do it. He had some professionals do it or whatever right. the case may be, uh, or he may have been on the scene, but he didn't actually pull a knife. But watching that OJ thing, man, or watching that uh, uh, series, I definitely can say um, without a shadow of a doubt that he did it, man, that he did yeah. it. That he did it. For me, uh, back then, I was just more so – hoping he didn't do it. And I when I watched the actual trial, it was just like, just don't, yeah. just don't find him guilty. Don't find him guilty. But then as I got older and I knew better, you know how they say you know better, you do the, you do better. But when I knew better, I was just I just kept telling myself, OJ did it. And then we in this we get in the social media age and you just kind of post random stuff sometimes and I was just like, yeah, OJ did it. But I mean what, what can you what can you do now? What can you do? Well the, the thing about it is, you know, as far as um, as far as that, and as far as him doing it, I mean, 
I don't think – I mean, I think they try to stick to the facts, but they did embellish a little bit, you know, as mm-hmm. far as Hollywood and his storyline. Right. So they never – they didn't paint it as if he did it, but they always paint it as, as a what if he did it. But all the evidence that they used, I mean, when they interviewed the people afterwards, you mm-hmm. know, the, the stories weren't any different. Because I watched – up until that, I had been watching a whole bunch of different OJ stuff or kind of catching bits and pieces here. And um, it all pointed to the evidence. And really, honestly, the, 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 the straw that broke the camel's back was Mark Furman. And when they had that boy try on that glove, when they had OJ try on that glove, they said that was mm-hmm. the biggest mistake that they did. But also, it was almost, I don't know if you, I, this word, I, I'm not using the word correctly or the correct word, but it was almost like, a, um, I guess, compensation because of Rodney King. Mm. And other uh, Ill, uh, injustices against black folks at that time, a lot of the mm. drills was like, yo, like, shit, one for us. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the thing about it, like, he didn't deserve it because OJ didn't accept. He never really took on his blackness, for what you know. And I, I watched a few documentaries, like I said, um, the ESPN documentary, like, OJ was black, but he just was like, like you and I, like, we know we black, we just do things differently. But he didn't embrace the black community, I guess, the way they wanted him to or whatever the case may be, like, the famous line is like, you know, I'm, I'm not black, I'm OJ. You know what I'm saying? Right. He didn't embrace his blackness the way, I guess, society at that time wanted him to, but, you know, he um, he definitely, uh, the, the, the case itself had a lot of different moving parts, but the jurors, mm-hmm. they were tired of being there for a year. The prosecution, uh, Chris Daughter had, had him try that glove. Mark Furman perjured himself. Like, that shit with Mark Furman, I watched that and I was like, holy shit. Like, the, the, the justice system is, and, you know, if you take anything away from all of this, and I know I'm kind of getting off on a tangent, but the justice system is not designed for us. OJ mm-hmm. won because he had money. And it showed right. that part of it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, yeah. he had money. He was OJ. Nobody, like, even still, like, he had benefits or he had, uh, 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 you know, certain privileges. Like, oh, that's the juice. Oh, juice. Right. Juice this, juice that. Like, he had privileges even during his trial. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that you and I would never get if we were on trial for a double murder, you know? Right, so, right. You know, but, uh, yeah, I believe he did it, man. I believe he did it. I believe he did it. Yeah. But this is the Dr. Dust Podcast. We believe OJ did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, switching gears from, from OJ to another black man. 1994 was the year Michael Jackson married Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, I don't think I knew that, which is crazy because the year before was the year that he started getting investigated for child abuse. Shit, Elvis was turning his grave, y'all. I didn't, you know, even with that whole Michael Jackson thing, rest in peace to the king of pop, rest in peace to one of the greatest entertainers and greatest uh, um, musical minds and geniuses of our time. you know, I don't know if you've ever seen that Oprah special that she did on HBO. Uh, I think it was called Something, Something, Neverland. Tells of Neverland, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It was hard for me to watch it um, because the picture that they painted him as was a monster. Now, mm-hmm. I wasn't in the room. I wasn't at Neverland. Oprah wasn't there. She wasn't at Neverland. Those two mm-hmm. young men were. Right. Um, so you had to take their word you know, or, or take whatever they're presenting as, as, you know, I guess as fact. But one thing I will say, um, the sad part about it is that they did it and Mike wasn't 
he wasn't here to defend himself. Right. That's the thing about all of these different, like when you have these types of um, uh, 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 retrospective documentaries, mm-hmm. and people aren't here to defend themselves, or you know the the you know the family is saying one thing, and the, the people, of course, we uh, if you want to say defendants or the people that are um, you know uh, 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 been affected by this. Um, is their is is their point of view, you know, or their version of the truth or whatever. That's the only thing. But um I mean I hate the fact that that's on Mike's uh on his jacket. It's a it's right. a stain on his jacket. I think it's something that we overlook as far as mm-hmm. in the black community because we've we have, you know, in the black community, I don't want to get all you know, you know, preachy because this we talk about that another time, but we have dealt with molestation in our community mm. for centuries. Right. Probably going right. back to enslavement. Um, and it was always somebody that, of course, we knew. Um, right. Always somebody that, of course, that we entrusted. There's always somebody that we felt was harmless. And, of course, you know, they pray. Like, you, you're, when you do that type of stuff, you're a predator. So I say that to say, unfortunately, 1994, uh, I completely forgot about that as far as him marrying Lisa Marie Presley. But then, of course, mm-hmm. you know, the year before him being um, uh, accused and charged, uh, which right. he was exonerated for, right? Like, he got off on that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Trial, they said on the court, I don't remember, but... And, and, and people was happy about that, which is crazy to me. I'm probably going to get crucified for what I'm about to ask. But why is it that black people want to give Michael Jackson a pass, but not R. Kelly? I think it's just the times, man. I think it's just the time. I think it's just wrong is wrong though. Yeah, like, wrong, people people still play Michael Jackson music, but they're gonna take yeah. poor, and I'm not I'm not in any way advocating for R. Kelly because I had to get to the point where I was just like, you know what? This man did it. I know he did it. He he waved it, he flaunted it right in front of our face. But which is what's crazy to me is that people have gone in in the record companies and the in the the, me, the uh, music platform has gone as far as removing all his music. I'm like, well, why don't you remove Michael Jackson well, music? I, I I think going back to what I said a minute ago, I think possibly with Mike, you know, it was just a different time. Mm-hmm. It was more. Um, I'm not gonna. I, I'm definitely not gonna use the word accepting, but I think that people just gave him a pass. Like they was like, that's the king of pop. Whereas R. Kelly, mm-hmm. it was so many different stories. And then you had mm-hmm. that documentary that came out. What is it called? Living with R. Kelly or something like that. Surviving R. Kelly. Surviving R. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, um, you had that type of, uh, you had that type of reaction. And it was mm-hmm. a very, once again, he was looked, you know, he he was depicted as a as a monster. And even in that interview that he gave when he was crying with Gail King, it was like, yeah. like you, you know. But here's the thing with R. Kelly. He had a number. He had a number of chances to, mm. I guess, either redeem or exonerate or say this is what I did. Mm. I think that people would have probably. I'm not gonna say accept. I don't want to use that word, but people would have probably dealt with it differently if he would have said, "This is what I did. I like right. young girls. I slept with Aaliyah. Yes, this is wrong." People mm. kind of would have. People may have 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 dealt with it differently. But when he was constantly uh, denying it and saying, I didn't do this, or how young is... I think he said the Ed Gordon interview, he's like, well, how young is young? Like, nigga, right. what? Like, exactly. she's 15 years old. Like, like some mm-hmm. of the stories that that came out, 
You're like, come on, man. And then you think about it, like, from my point of view, I'm, and I'm going to say this. The first time it came, I remember Tom Joyner, or it was one of the radio stations in Philly, but Tom Joyner, they had stopped playing R. Kelly music. I think D.A.S. had stopped playing. You know, Tom went by, they started, I think, Step in the Labor Love came out. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Hey, okay, we're going to play this shit, whatever. Right. Chocolate Factory, Factory is still one of the best albums, R&B albums yes. of all time. Right. I yes, sir. But, you know, we gave R. Kelly a pass. But then mm. when shit started coming out, like I said, on a constant, ba- on, on a consistent basis, or consistent mm-hmm. base, it was like, come on, B. Like, you're not even like, just admit it. If you have a problem, admit it. Then we, then people can deal with it. They can learn to accept or not accept it. But I haven't, I mean, I haven't played any R. Kelly music in a long time. Not because mm-hmm. of necessary a protest. It's just like, just like, damn, be like you, you listen to it differently, you know. So I mean, that that's just me. But I mean, to answer your question, I think it's just a different time and a different era. And like I say, when Mike was doing it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't what we have now as far as social media and you know, it's a camera mm-hmm. everywhere and it's a spotlight everywhere. And you know, you you beat it, you beat the drum, you beat the drum, or you beat the society in the head. You know, it went it. They should. You know, I mean, but here's the thing. To piggyback off of that, look how they did Cosby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not, right. I'm not, and I don't want to make this about that. I'm just mm-hmm. talking to your point. Like, you know, Bill did some shit for years, for mm-hmm. years, decades, and the shit caught up with him. Like, when the shit could have been nipped in the bud years ago. You know what right. I'm So, I mean, but he kept getting the pass. So, I guess Mike got a pass for such a long time. And even still, you know, may get a pass in his in his death. So, you know, but what else you got? Shit, you know, brought up some topics from prepare. <laughs> you were. I know, I know. We I, you know, we can sit there and reminisce and, and bring that stuff up um all day. But you know, I I got some other stuff that I wanted to wanted us to um jump into. Well, before you do that, this is the Doc and Ducks podcast. Don't try this at home. Good brother, tell tell the people where they can find us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, and your favorite podcast applications. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I got to give a shout out to our super super producer, Little Evie. She got us on iTunes Radio. She got us on uh, TuneIn Radio. So if you got Alexa... We 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 gonna work it out, but you gotta say, hey, play Alexa, play Doc and Dunce. <laughs> Subscribe now. All right, so. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, we 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 could we could like I said, we could reminisce and talk about the old the old days all day. But we we are now in our fourth episode, and I'm thankful that we've made it this far so far. We we starting to get a little buzz and a little following slowly but surely. Um, and a lot of people have been asking me questions, you know, you know, why did you call it the Doc and Duns? Who's the Doc? Who's the Duns? How did the podcast come about? Things like that. So I think this is a good opportunity for us to talk about, you know, some of those things to answer some of those questions and, you know, get the people a little background information, you know, on this. Um, so you came to me with the idea of, of doing this podcast. Right. So how did how did how did you come? Because I don't even think I even asked you that. How did how did you come up with this idea that you wanted us to do a podcast? Well, remember, for years we haven't. You know, you and I had sat down, and I think we went to meeting after meeting, or we would come by each other's house, and we would ride, and we'd be working out, and we'd be talking about this. And that. So for, we had a bunch of different ideas. Remember, we was going to do uh, we were going to do a nonprofit. 
Right. We was gonna do a father. We was gonna do a chess club. They was gonna mm-hmm. do our prophet fathers. There was we had just a bunch of different ideas, and it was all community based. And then right. okay, I don't know. I don't know. I think your doc. I think once you had gotten your doctorate, it was like uh, I think I had came with you know. I think I came with the name like yo. Why don't we do a podcast? And I think you just say you got NASA called the Doc and the Dunce. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, based upon us both being black educated men. Uh, both, excuse me, both being, us both being black educators and educated men. That's what I should say. Um, and then we just took the ball rolling from there. And honestly, COVID-19 helped it because we had time to plan. We had time to really right. do research. I mean, you know, both of us listened to podcasts, um, you know, and we had, um, you know, some insight on what we wanted to focus on. We wanted our podcast to be different. We wanted mm-hmm. to have, you know, that's why I always use the term or, or I guess the phrase, raw, relevant, and real because we are unscripted. We are, we are the scripted, unscripted podcast because we just, you know, talk about different things and, you know, things of that nature. But we just wanted to do something different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was the main thing for um, for me. Um, doing it different, but also doing with somebody that I know that I could vibe with. Um, I mean, initially, I, shit, I, I, I've never done a podcast, but I could talk you to death. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you get, you, you know what I'm saying? This is perfect for me because I, I don't mind talking, you know? Right. But, um, you know, the, the idea was just the fact that, like, we, we had something that we wanted to kind of put out to the people and um, just have some fun with it, but also tackle some issues. And, like, of course, it came around the time, of course, uh, uh, George Floyd. Uh, it came around the time of, you know, what's going on, the, the unrest, if you want to say civil unrest, civil protests in the world. And um, it's just it's just one of those things where you know it was uh, it was time. It was like you know, as my father, my grand, my father used to say, and my great grandmother used to say, either you shit or you get off the pot. And that's how I was looking at it for us, because like I said, we kept saying we was gonna do certain things and certain things, and just time never allowed it. So, but here we yeah. are, docking the dock. Exactly. And ironic enough, not sorry to cut you off. Ironic enough, when you when you came to me, I had been thinking about doing my own podcast, wow. and it was it was supposed to be based off of um, you know uh, being an African American father and in in issues that we face for that. And I was like, when you told me, I was like, sure, well, we could just merge you know merge the two together, whatever. And and I think it helped that we both had the the background of education because that allows us to cover so many so many areas and, and genres so to speak in in the in the content that we come up with. Um but I just want to I want to make one thing clear. Cause um I, I often get the get asked the question who's the doc and who's the dunce. And I tell people you're reading into it too much. It's it's not based off of who we are professionally, any credentials or titles that we hold. It's just uh, a creative name that came up and it just so happens that you know it works. It works. So um, the Dutch can be anybody in, exactly. in any any given day of the week. You it's catch you slipping, you end up being the Dutch of the day. Right. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No. And, go ahead. I didn't want to cut you off. Go ahead. And you know, we both have we we both have. I guess you could say our quote unquote doc moments because right. like, being both educators um, and paying attention to the things that's going on in the world today, uh, it, it, we we've we've never lacked on meaningful conversation. I'll say that. Right. So, you know. Right. And, and, and I'm going to say this, too. Uh, when we talk about, um, just real quick, when you talk about, the, the you know, the whole premise of Doc and the Dunce, of course, like we're both 
educated, two educators and two educated black men. But like you said, the dunce can be, you know, I had a cousin, my cousin was like, and a few people was like, like they was like, why are you docking the dunce? Well, who, why are you gonna call yourself a dunce? I'm like, I'm not calling myself, because everybody assumed that you was the doc, but I didn't even know you had right. a doctor. And I'm like, yeah. what's up, like, yeah, like, like, I got two masters, I've been a supervisor, like I work at a college, mm-hmm. like, don't be trying to play me, like I'm the fool, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I had to tell people, like even I had a cousin, she was like, can't you say Doc in the bro? I'm like, nah. Yeah, like, they don't have no, they don't have no, no, no like, nothing to it. Fuck the ring. I'm like, that shit is corny. Like, we not. This is the one thing that 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 I'm I, I hold strong on. Like I told you, I give you the, you can drive the Cadillac, I sit for the ride. We mm-hmm. are not gonna be corny. This podcast right. will not be corny. I think we both understand corny, and we have some good people that help us out, or actually that support us a thousand mm-hmm. percent as far as our producer. And we always give her a shout out. We're not giving you no shout out tonight. They give you no shout out tonight. <laughs> you already gave it a shout out. Like <laughs> cheesy behind the scenes anyway. But in all honesty, like we, you know, we're not gonna be cheesy. We're not gonna be corny. Like we, like I said, we wanna, you know, we wanna ex- express our views. And like I said, the thing about it is the fact that we have a relationship. Um, mm. And that's what most, for what I know, most podcasts that have, uh, uh, you know, two people. Or a group of people, they've had a prior relationship before coming to media or becoming before you know developing their podcast. So it just makes it easier. And you go, you having a little push or pull, you know, uh, um, every now and then. But you know, that's the that's the beauty in it. You know what I'm saying? Because if right. I, if you know, like I say, I'm easy. I drive a Cadillac, but or you can drive a Cadillac, but like if it's something, I'm like, nah, that's nah, nah, that's we do it. That's corny or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, whatever. So. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Yeah. So when you when you actually tell people about the podcast, is there like one question that you get asked more often than any other question? Other than just who's the dunce, you know what I'm saying? No. Um, Cause I don't really, a lot of my friends or people that I know, they just listen. Mm. And I tell, I tell them just to listen and you'll see. Uh, mm. They don't ask too many questions about oh, what is it about, or or actually I'll take it back. Some people have made comments, whether it be on social media, like one bro mm. had hit me up was like, "Yo, dude, I'm like, you gotta listen. Like, you can't listen to the first episode because he was like, well, you need to introduce yourself. You need to have that. I'm like, yo, we like listen, right? Listen, yeah. It's a method to the madness. So I'm not mm. gonna come on and formally introduce myself until tonight's uh, 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 episode. I'm not mm. gonna, you know, give you facts until COVID. The second episode, which is COVID nineteen, I'm not gonna talk too much about my personal life until episode three, which is you know, adult black fathers. So it's a method to the madness. Like like we're not doing it in a traditional format. So the mm-hmm. question is that if anyone has a question for me, like I say, listen, listen. We're on all platforms. It's mm-hmm. free. You know what I'm saying? What what more do you want? You know? Right. Yeah. And other and other than um. Then people asking me, you know, about the name. I think the question that I get asked the most is, "What's it about?" Right. <laughs> and I'm like, "You, that's 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 a real broad question." So right. my answer is, "Whatever's relevant, whatever's relevant that we feel like right. talking about, that's right. what it's about." And I think, I think, you know, we try to we try to come up with, like I say, different. Uh, uh, um, and I give credit to you as far as you know, ideas and talking points and topics. And we always discuss our topics and how we want to go about doing things. But one of the things is our titles to grasp um, the episodes, or the episode has to have a good time. Like our first one was, you know, I can't breathe. 
Um, the second one was COVID-19, the new norm. You know, we had, you know, and it wasn't just you and I sit up there um, giving information. It was like we had people that were survivors, but also a person that was in the health field. And I think that's the key. The key is to have um, quality mm -hmm. um, substance and, and, and content, but mm -hmm. also to make sure that we're not just up here rambling and talking. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, right. like, like, you know, we, we can, you know, we could talk and talk and talk, like I said before, but to really grasp our, um, you know, audience and have mm -hmm. some relevancy, that's the key. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. Well, and I, and I, I listened to, a, you know, a few, a few podcasts. I was actually listening to them before we got started and I, I pay a lot more attention now just to see like, you know, how people operate and what works and what doesn't work. And I've heard some bad ones and I've, I've, I've heard some good ones and, you know, some are entertaining, some are informative, um, some are very engaging, some are funny. And I think with us, um, if we did like a mix of all of that, you know, that would, that would breed some level of, um, I guess of success, whatever that looks like in the long run. We, we, so. we definitely, we definitely, we definitely, you know, you know, not to sound not to sound cliche, but we definitely got a story to tell. You know what I'm saying? And, and we definitely will, you know, continue to tell that story. We'll get, you know, get to a lot of variety of topics because, like I say, our our focus is being both black male educators, and and, and, and you know, we got some things that will probably shock people's minds or maybe have them think from a different point of view. And you know, hopefully, mm -hmm. once I mean, everybody's home out of school now. But once you know school starts back up, we could definitely tackle some of those other issues as um, as well, or whatever. But once again, it's the Doc and Dunce podcast. All right, it's, that's Big Ra. I'm Big Reef. Y'all, right? we are here, and we are episode doing four. Episode four. That's right. Who is the Doc and who is the Dunce? Okay. Listen, let me. I want to. I want to take a second. Um, because this is episode four, and I just want to give a thanks to the listeners. Um, if you've been rocking with us since episode one, you know, we really appreciate you. If you tell other people about us, you know, we appreciate you. But if this is your first episode listening, we really, really, really appreciate you and want to encourage you um, to go back and listen to episodes one through three. And if you like what you hear, um, you know, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell somebody, you know, about us. Let me give the listeners a live hand clap because that's all right. Hand clap with the water. <laughs> comments and I, I go on the different platforms and try to see, you know, the numbers. I mean, mostly I like to listen to stuff from SoundCloud and uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, mm. But I definitely try to, you know, see what the views are and what's what. And like I say, our super producer. Uh, I'm not giving her a shout out. She does look good. <laughs> she does look good. As far as as far as making sure that we are on point with um, promotions and things of that nature, so we definitely got to give a shout out. So, so, but listen, man. I, well, I don't know. If you, I don't know. I don't want to cut you off because I, I got something that. Uh, no, go ahead. You got it. All right. Um, you know, you uh, kind of brought back some old or uh, a thought, I should say. Uh -oh. um, and I remember, do you remember this song? Yes, sir. Remember the time. I remember the dance. <laughs> what up? What up? Armani. 
and uh, Eddie Murphy in the video. So, mm-hmm. you know, I remember certain times throughout uh, my, my years in education, certain times uh, throughout, you know, I guess these past years I've been on this earth. Um, you talked about before about 1992, 93, 93, 94. Can you tell the people the first job that you had? Oh, man. The first job was Boston Chicken. Yes, Boston Rotisserie Chicken. Oh. Now, people was like, what's that? You mean Boston Market? No, it's Boston Chicken because it was not Boston Market until years wait, later. Wait, wait, before you tell the story, shout out to Boston Chicken. And I got a story to tell, so I got a story to tell from Boston Chicken. Shout out to Boston Chicken, uh, the first job that we both had. Go ahead. Now, I, I just wanted to clarify. That's it. Because, you know, people are like, you mean, they gonna, how you going to correct me about my first job? I know what it was called. But, um, yeah, you know, Boston, we, I brought home a lot of chicken. Bruh. Some of them nights, man. I remember when I had to, the nights I had to do the dishes, walking home. What's that, like a four-mile walk, soaking wet from, the, uh, from being in the kitchen? Yes, sir. That was a fun job, though. It, it definitely was a fun. I wouldn't work there now, but yes. it, it was a fun job. Yes, 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 yes. Boston, but the, Boston. I gotta hear the story, though. I want to hear the story. All right. So listen, listen, listen. So since you since you pressing me, since you pressing me to, we got a segment on a Dog and Dust podcast that we call, um, where we got a story to tell, inspired from the from the late great, uh, notorious big Biggie Smalls. And he tells a story about something that happened to him. So I'm going to tell this story, all right? And this story goes like this. So we working at Boston Boston Market, right? This is like might have been my first night. We worked at Boston Chicken. Boston Chicken, pardon me. Boston Chicken, thank you. It was me. Rasan got me the job. I think Rasan had told me about the job. I just got finished playing football. He was like, yo, go up there, you know, apply. So I apply. I got hired on the spot. Um, and we was doing um, – he was doing, I think he was doing, uh, you wasn't doing backup. I think he was uh, spitting the chicken. I was chi- spitting the chicken, yeah. Spitting the chicken. Yep, see, I told you. So you were spitting the chicken, and I was for doing the, for the, Hold on. For the people that don't know, spitting the chicken is, there's an instrument when you make rotisserie chicken, the long thing in like a sore is called a spit. Yeah. So when you yeah. put the spit through the chicken, that's called spitting the chicken. We are not spitting on the chicken, just so you know. <laughs> no, but that shit was crazy. So listen, he was spitting the chicken. We had a, we used to go through mad chickens at night. And so what would happen is at a certain point in time, they wouldn't use, nothing was wrong with the chicken, but they would like take the older chicken. Let's say if it had been cooked for like, sitting around for like two or three hours, they would use it for like the chicken pot pies, they would mm-hmm. use it for like the uh, uh, whatever, like chicken salad, whatever, chicken soup, whatever the case may be. So my first night there, I, I think there was Eric. He yeah, was that like, was it. Yeah, you I got a good memory. I want you to do these dishes. So I'm like, all right, bet. <laughs> I do the dishes, whatever. I bang them out. I bang them out like, like, like within an hour or two. Mad dishes. I'm talking about like mad dishes. Like, man, mad dishes. Pans mm-hmm. the whole night. He was like, oh, man, bet. So he was like, well, you done for the night. I'm like, oh, word. So he was like, yeah. He's like, you can just hang around. So Rasan and uh, Hassan, Lil's brother by the name of Hassan, I think he's from New Brunswick or Plainfield, one of them, they used to have this system. At the end of the night, they would put chickens in the cold room or, or the, cold, the cold case, whatever you called it, and they would take the chickens, right? So they're like, yo, I remember they had like a, I think Ra had his knapsack, his book bag. 
So he was like, yo, you want some of this chicken? I was like, hell yeah, I want some of this chicken. <laughs> we had like the little fall bag. We must have put like mad chicken in the bag, put it in his knapsack, and Eric didn't know. So we left Friday. I'm, I'm going to go back to the co I'm eating the chicken. I'm in there eating chicken. I'm taking chicken. We got mad chicken. So they was like, um, I think it was like the next, no, matter of fact, no, I remember. Okay. So yeah, man, we got mad chicken. He had a big ass book bag. Nobody said nothing. Big ass book bag. We, I think your sister picked us up. She was by the driver. Your mother might have picked us up. I can't remember. So mm. I remember I went home, had like four, four big chickens too, the four chickens. You know what I'm saying? My mom's was like, oh, you got chicken? I was like, yeah, eat the chicken. Like, like we ate chicken for like at least the next two days, right? <laughs> and then we tried to do it again. And I don't think I told you this, because I don't think I think we had a different schedule for the first few days. And mm. yo, I remember Eric came to me and he was like, yo, I know y'all took them chickens. It wasn't no way hell. It wasn't no way hell woke up. Because I think he was a manager for the morning shift. He's like, it wasn't uh. no way hell. I came in here, we only had eight chickens, and I let y'all leave. <laughs> I was like, no, I, ain't, I, I, don't know, I don't know if I told. You never told me that story, yo. <laughs> but uh, I was like, I was like, oh, well. And then I, that's what I think. Like, I think I did this is for like another week or so. And then after that, you know what I'm saying, I went to, uh, I think I became backup. And, uh, and I remember you was mad because I came back up. Because you were still spitting chickens. You and Gerard, you and Gerard, oh, what's his name, Gerard? It was big dude, big white dude. Um. It was Gerald, 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 something like that. Gerald, I know what yeah, you're talking about. You, Melissa Santoli, Hassan. It was like a few of few of us from Edison High that and worked. Michelle, there. the girl, Michelle, uh, I forgot last time with an R was her last name. Yeah, Michelle yeah, girl. yeah. It was a few of us that worked there from Edison High, and it was a few of us, you know what I'm saying, and whatever. And then people would always come in and be like, yo, can y'all hook us up? Yeah, I remember um I remember uh uh was it no, it wasn't Jermaine, it was somebody, it wasn't Rashawn Lee. It was somebody that came in there and was trying to be like, oh, yo, y'all gonna hook us up? Well, this is, I don't, I don't know. I think we was working the same time. Like I said, you was mad as hell. You was like, yo, I should be doing backup. And I think they tried you on backup. But didn't you quit? I did. I quit uh, in the summer. That okay. summer of 94 it was. 90, yeah. No. Summer no. wasn't 94. No, 93. 93. My mother told me I couldn't work during the school year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you did. I think you had quit. And then I remember... Um, I remember I uh, I had left because I was playing football. That was my senior year playing football. And then I came back. And I remember I came back. They tried to have me on inventory. Nigga, I was messing up the mashed potatoes. I was <laughs> I was like, yo, why can't I do backup like I used to? It was like, well, mm. now nah, we already got somebody for that. You got to do it. I was messing yo. I was back. Because you had to make that stuff from scratch in the mixer. And yeah. do it. Like, you had to prep, basically make all the food that eventually they was going to serve. And I was right. like, yo, I couldn't do that. I remember, man, I left out of there. I think I went on a Saturday and a Sunday that weekend or that, like, you know, back-to-back because I only worked the weekends. I was like, I'm not going back there. Then I started working at the, um, doing telemarketing. But that was my, I got a story to tell, working at Boston Chicken. You know what I'm saying? That was a beautiful thing. Uh, rest in peace, of course, to Biggie Smalls. So I got a story to tell and I'll uh, go from there. So, but, uh. We talk about remembering the time. All right, so let's get to it, yo. You was casting over, you know what I'm saying, in high school. Now, stole my girlfriend. About. You know what I'm saying? Really? <laughs> oh my, my girlfriend, yo. You think you that was not your girlfriend, man. Nah, I, um, so I'm going to say this. Well, I'm going to let you know what I'm going to say this. <laughs> I knew then, but I know now. It's the reason why I didn't know what I knew then and I know now. There's a reason for why yeah. that happened. 
Well, just you know that was not that wasn't your girlfriend. I ain't still. I just kind of like borrowed her for a second. But uh, this guy, I, I got to be careful about the stuff that I want to say. My mother might listen to it. She was like, "What?" Yeah, I don't want to say nothing to incriminate nobody. But, we won't marry men. But you know, I, I you know I had the uh, the best room in the house though. We and we gonna leave it at that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We that that wasn't like I said. We knew it then, what we know now. In hindsight, that room was definitely not taken advantage of. That room was yeah, not, yeah, definitely yeah. not taken advantage of. Even when I moved into the basement, I think rest in peace to my man Trey Reese. He definitely took advantage of the, of of, uh, of the basement more than I did. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> in hindsight, you know whatever. But but honestly, uh, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, because. You said you had something for me. Um, as far as uh, we well, got the prom picks. Yes. Um, yeah. Did I, t- I told you I, I I found your prom date on uh on That's Facebook what, recently. Okay, so let, let me say this. I don't know if I ever told you the story. Um, I think you know the story, of course. But I was damn near three hours late for my prom. I don't ask no me surprises how. there. No, no, I was like really late, like to the point like my mother was upset. People was like calling nine one one. They almost put an APB on me because we got lost, man. And then we get there, you know what I'm saying? Like, like promise will be one of those things where like you know you got a girl, and the yeah. girl I went with she wasn't my girl, but we was cool. And on, and honestly, I'm gonna say it uh, live on the airways. The only reason why I went with her not to say it like that, like I was all of that, but I knew I couldn't go with a white girl to no problem. Yeah, it's funny you said that because I I honestly thought about that yesterday when uh-huh. I saw her on Facebook. I was like, because you you know you make you 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 joke we joke about oh you stole my girlfriend, but I was like you couldn't have took nobody like that to the prom. No, because here's the thing I remember, and I'm not gonna say her name, but I remember this girl, um, little short girl. Um, mm-hmm. she played softball. She was thick as shit in hindsight. And she wanted me to go with the prom with her. Like, she was like, you going to the prom? I was like, yeah. We, I think we had class. We had that writing class with her. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. Ha, ha, ha. Wait, wait, you got to. Oh, oh, I see it. You got you to gotta pan. You got to pan to the other side to, to see both of us standing, sitting, standing next to each other. But the... Um, she was like, you going to go to the prom? I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. But I was sure. I really, and I, honestly, I really... I'm not going to say I really wanted to go with her, but I thought about it. Like, we was cool, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But then it was like, you know, Pickens was slim because we didn't really had to be black chicks in our school like that. You know what I'm saying? Not that was A, fine, not B, that was really like, you know, like they was cool. Like the, I'm going to say like- No Scott, disrespect if any of y'all listen to the podcast. <laughs> Stephanie Scott was dope. Stephanie Scott was cool. Uh, uh, Tasha was cool. Um, it was a few others that was cool. I can't, uh, Nadia was cool. Masha was cool. Like, I'm talking about like cool, like down to earth and cool. But a few yeah. of them was like, they was on some bullshit. And I was like, I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, but the one I went with, Chastity, she was cool. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, moms, you know, like I said, moms, she, she, she would have had a fit. She would have felt some type of way. You know what I'm saying? She would, hey, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Yo, you know, Chastity still look the same. She do? Yep. You gotta, say, you gotta show me the send me the joint so I can so I can see. You know what I'm saying? Like, told, I year. told my wife, I was like, yeah, Rasan found my own prom day. I started laughing. I was like, <laughs> wow, you know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. But I mean, like I said, we went to the prom, we had a good time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, I was a late bloomer when it came to the ladies, but you my friend, you know what I'm saying? They love, they love you. 
I know that until y'all told me that at a high school reunion. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing, man. Like I said, I mean, I was oblivious to it because I was fat. You know, so like Biggie say, fat, black, however. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and it wasn't really in high school. I mean, I might have had maybe, what, two or three girlfriends, maybe two, maybe, and then one girl that I liked a lot, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. So, and like I said, the pickets was slim. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, or, or you, you had more girlfriends like, in high school than I did. I ain't had a gift of gab the way I do now. You know what I'm saying? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see it. Talk that talk. She had a fatty, too. I remember she yeah. had a fatty, too. I remember, I remember I was dancing with her at a, at a, at a party, and uh, her boyfriend came in the party and got mad. I was like, I ain't know. I was just dancing. Yo, like, don't get mad at me. She threw it on me. But you know who she uh, married to, right? Who? Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch. Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, they do a, okay. and they actually speaking of nonprofits, so they do a lot of a lot of community work um, I, out, he, and they still they out in that in that area still in Pittsburgh. That's what I'm saying, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. She, but she she wasn't from there. She was from Jersey. She was what from yeah. Like that. Yeah, I think they met in college. I think they went to the same college or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, well, yeah. listen, man. You know what I'm saying? I was that. Show us, put another one up, super producer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, ladies love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Nah, nah. Uh, nah, nah, ta I forget, but you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to her. But yeah, yeah. Look at the smile on his face. You know what I'm saying? With the low. You know, face. you know, that picture. Um, I was walking down the hall and I think this was probably like, this was, this had, that had to be senior year. Yeah. Um, and I was walking down the hall and everybody was walking around with their cameras and they told Tata to take a picture and she grabbed me up to get in the picture with her. That's why I was, that's why I was actually laughing like that because I wasn't even paying attention. But Tata was a cool, cool chick. I think I told you I went to elementary school. So it was funny that we both ended up, um, in Edison finishing high school together. Yeah, we um, but and that's the thing. Like a lot of the pictures that I know you have were from um, were from uh uh, you know the last few weeks and all. Oh snap, yo, you bugging, yo, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was eighth grade, <laughs> wow, yo. For for any of the listeners not not catching the video of this, the pictures are up on our social media pages. So check them out so you can laugh along with us. Yeah, yeah, of our yes. old high school pictures. Yeah, way before the dock of the dunce, you know what I'm saying? Way before the dock of the dunce. Well, we was might have been more dunce than dock at that time. But um, <laughs> we uh, one of the things is is um, I, I forgot my train of thought looking at these pictures, <laughs> yo. Like you know what I'm saying? But um, I, 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 one thing I I, I will say um, as far as I was senior class, and that's this is the point I was gonna make. I was senior class. We had a dope senior class. We had a dope senior yeah. class. And the reason why I said, like, I really don't talk to a lot of people who said this for, like, a few or whatever the case may be. See, still got a fisherman hat. But um, I'll tell you class, because it was well-rounded. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't mm-hmm. like, I mean, everybody kind of, you know, went their own ways and everybody kind of did their own thing. But at somehow, some right. way, we all kind of intertwined and connected. I mean, there's a few people that, you know, you was just like, you know, what was you eating, pancakes or something? No, no, that's a sodium from Algae. Some people that we, you know, we still stay in contact with and still talk to, and I guess you know we'll we'll discuss that as we go down the line, you know, whatever the case may be. But you know, um, 
I mean, you know, high school is what it's for, man. High school are the years, are the growing years, you know, but before you become adults and you make mistakes and you do dumb stuff, you know what I'm saying, or whatever the case may be, um, you know, uh, uh, um, I mean. You got any regrets from high school? Nah. All the thing the fact that I was late to my prom. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was it. Honestly, nah, man, high school, to be honest with you, man, you know, some people like the whole Al Bundy thing. Where where mm. people um uh 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 people like oh man you know they look back on this and they look back on that nah I don't have I don't have uh any regrets from high school only thing like I would say to um only thing that I would say and I apologize only thing that mm. I would say is um I wish I had taken my studies more I mean taking my uh, my my academics and my athletics more seriously it's not a regret. Mm. But the way I like to work out now, the way I'm persistent now would be, you know, I definitely would have had a D1 scholarship. I definitely would have had a D1 scholarship. Yeah. And see, funny because you said that because I, that's my one regret from high school, not playing football. And the, and the only reason why – it's two reasons why I didn't play for football. I did watch football back then, but I wasn't as into football then as I am now. Oh, and, uh, peep the rugby. Peep the rugby. You know what I mean? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. And uh, the other reason was that um, Edison was my third high school. So by the time I got there, um, and I had a bad, I had a bad experience. Um, it was that junior year. There was an English teacher. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was like an old Navy dude. He was and, tall, uh, skinny, and right high- Yeah. Mr. Cole skinny right- Skinny. Oh no, no, Mr. Cooper, Mr. Cooper, Mr. Cooper. That was he it. The, he had the buzz cut. Yeah, that yeah, him. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was cool. Go ahead, though. So, and and the class that I had with him, it was me and another uh, another black dude. I can't remember his name, but he was he was like a straight A student, and um, I was just kind. I was me. I was just kind of like sit back in the cut. You know, I was paying attention, but I wasn't that outgoing student. You know volunteering for every question whatever like that and he kind of singled me out in that class and i from that point on i hated i hated being at that school and, and the only reason why i had the level of success that i did have um no matter how minute it, 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 it had been was because of the social aspect of the people you know that i met and like i said i wasn't an outgoing per- person but the small circle circle of people that i met you dorm Rashawn. Um, even uh, I don't know, remember Khalif. Um, Khalif, yeah, he was cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, Phil Ivy, well, Petey, Petey was my boy. I know he, he, yeah, I ain't really bank with him like that, but I was cool with him. Yeah, um, cool. And then maybe like Felicia, and maybe two other people. But um, yeah, I, I really hated that school, and I didn't want to. I just wanted it to be over. I tried to like purposely flunk out of my classes or whatever. I was just like, you know, I hate being here. Do you? Do you? Do you? And, and thinking back in hindsight, do you think mm-hmm. he singled he singled you out to kind of motivate and push you, or do you think he singled out he singled you out because he knew he could kind of play bully role? You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I think it was more so that because. Okay. The 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 last straw was when we had to do this paper on some book. I don't know if it was like Shakespeare or something, whatever like that. And he um he called me out to the hallway. He told me I plagiarized the, the paper. I didn't do it. And you know even I, even the stuff that I I quoted from the story or whatever. He was like, you know, you didn't write this, so you plagiarized. Like it's like it was just like real crazy, or whatever. Oh. And I was just I was just like f him. You know, after that, um, I think I ended up getting the um. He gave me he gave me a a, a a D on the paper and I got a C out of his class, 
But man, I was so I was so pissed off um, after that class. Wow. So, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I and here's the thing, and you know, I would say this: me being in Edison, coming from Irvington, like you know, I would I would, um, and I was never a bad kid. I was always right. able to make friends. But mm. you know, my parents saw something. Um, they wanted to get me out of Irvington. I always yeah. thought I grew up in Irvington, but I grew up in Essex County as a whole. Irvington, East Orange, North. I have family all over. I went to right. school for a hot minute when I lived with my pops. You know what I'm saying? But Irvington's always home because I was born and raised in Irvington. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say that. But, um, you know, I was always able to make friends or whatever. But I think I credit Edison for me, me, me being able to, A, learning how to adapt to different environments because when I moved to Edison, I, I, I hated white folks because my father was militant. He was part of the nation. So, I always had that kind of still with me. I never had been around white folks like that. And, you know, I had to learn how to deal. But then there were, you know, I hate to sound cliche, but there were a lot of them or a few, a few of them that were real dope and that was real cool. Like you mentioned, the Dawn Westcott's and a few other Sioux and things of that nature. Um, you know, whatever the case would be. So for my experience growing up in Edison for those four years that we were there, um, were definitely, you know, uh, um, uh, personality forming and character forming for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I've all, I think I've always kind of been that same person that I am now, probably just with, you know, probably just a little bit more enthusiasm and all like that. But as far right. as, you know, Edison High, the school, I mean, looking back on it, and I see, you know, working in a high school at one point when I worked in Patterson and at Kennedy High School, mm -hmm. I mean, there were so many things that I was like, damn, like I wish I went to the high school in the city you know what I'm saying, around more black folks or more Puerto Ricans, you know what I'm saying? Because that was a thing, like, <laughs> like yo, and we had some Puerto Ricans, but they wasn't fun. Like, it was only like two of them that was fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, sure, I remember Shirley was, Shirley was I, but Shirley had a, Shirley, okay, I'm just gonna keep it simple. I'm saying names, I shouldn't even say the name, but fuck it. Um, Shirley was I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michelle was dope, Michelle was I. She, she had a nice little, you know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. Rosanna, Rosanna, that was my daughter. Rosanna was cool though. Um, Giovanna, I remember Giovanna. I used to be big on Giovanna. Um, a few others. Me and Natalie Nunes was tight. Her, um, her, um, her boyfriend at the time, Randy. We was, you know, way back in the day. We used to have mm -hmm. a little beef or whatever. And then, you know, of course, they got cool with Troy and them, so I got cool with them. But these are no neighborhood type shit. But we ain't had no yeah. banging like, I, like on the real our high school years. We ain't had no drop dead chicks. Like it was a few chicks that was cool and I was dope, but you know how I be like, it wasn't like high schools now, he'd be like, yo, like them, them young boys be telling, they be like, yo, I know I got I got I got about four or five mm -hmm. on this ring. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a few decades late, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, uh -huh. I don't know if you can say it like that, but I'm what I'm saying is as far as just reflecting on, you know, the social aspect and the friends aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was cool. It was dope, but it was like, you know, I don't have any regrets, but in hindsight, you'd be like, you know what I'm saying? And another yeah. thing, too, I got my, I didn't get my license until I became an adult. So if I had a car, like some mm. dudes, like me and Rashid used to hang, hang a lot. You know what I'm saying? We mm. would drive to like certain, you know, go certain places, but it wasn't too, like, we was hanging out, but we wasn't hanging out like, like, like around the brothers and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But if, mm -hmm. imagine, like, you know, if we went to Brunswick, but Brunswick back then wasn't Brunswick the way it is now with Rutgers. It's like Brunswick was the hood back then. Like, you had to get a pass. Right. And, and even playing yeah. field, 
You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, certain things stay the same, certain things change. But, you know, if I knew then what I do now. Did you know then that you was going into education? Nah, nah. I, I, I didn't realize. Um, I was working in Patterson uh, um, at um, Father Inglis Community Center. Father Inglis gave my start with Willie, Willie P., of course, William Patterson College back then, of course, became university. Um, mm-hmm. And I was working at Father Inglis Community Center. Um, working with what they call the TAP program, Teenage After School program. And I started okay. working with them first, and then I worked with the 10 and 11 year olds. I remember Pablo, rest in peace to Pablo, I forget his last name, Rivera. He um, he was like, yo, he was like, he used to always say, real quick, he's like, Sharif, you like the Yankees? I'm like, you mean the Yankees? No, the Yankees. I'm like, you know, Jay, it's why. He was like, nah, Yankees, but you know, Puerto Ricans, they say, Jalipsa. Yeah. Jadamira, you know what I'm saying? Everything yeah. is with a, a Y is a J. So I say that jokingly, yeah. but Paolo was a good dude. But make a long story short, he was like, yo, you need to get an education. You need to get mm-hmm. an education. You're a black male. And I was like, worried. He was like, yeah, man. He's like, yeah, you get a job easy. And that's when, like, right around that time when like, I started thinking about, like, my career. Because I was a black studies major. And like, mm-hmm. it was always, like, the thing, like, what you going to do with that? And I right. was like, I don't know. Like, I just, I just <laughs> want to get a degree until right. the first person in my family graduated from college. But... You know, I had a plan, man. I was blessed to have a plan. People looked out for me. Pablo looked out. He put the put the battery in my back. And the rest was history. And I, I, I didn't think I was going to be a teacher. Definitely. I was going to be a writer. I wanted to be a writer. I was going to be a communications major. Major. Mm-hmm. I have written for the uh, high school newspaper. Um, and Edison wrote a few articles. Did you write for the newspaper as well? Um, No. I did oh, not. okay. All right. I wrote for the high school newspaper. I was, um, I was in something else. I can't remember. Yeah, I remember I did. Was it Student oh, Council? No, I was in that. Um, what was that club they used to have? Umoja or something like that? Umoja, yeah. Unity. I was, I was Umoja, in that. Yeah, Umoja, yeah. Ujima, something like that. Yeah. But I wrote for the high school newspaper. I was part of Student Council. The reason why I was in Student Council because I wanted to go to, um, you know, every year they went to Great Adventure. So I wanted to go to Great Adventure. You know what I'm saying? So, like, little shit like that, man. But, um, you know, nah, I wasn't getting, I wasn't trying to get the education. It wasn't, like I said, I only got education because I needed the job. I wanted to have a job. So, you know. Yeah. So if you, so if you had it your way, what would you be doing? Like, like today in 2020, if you was at the top of your game in every area of your life and you was doing something career-wise that you would really enjoy, what would that be? I mean, I, well, I can tell you what I wouldn't want to be. Let's start with What's that. that? Job, job, uh, job, and I'll, I'll pose that to you. Uh, I would hate being a janitor. I would hate being a that? janitor custodian, huh? Why is that? Man, I don't want to clean up nobody else's shit. <laughs> Man, listen, you know, listen, and think about it like this, yo. And, and, and that is a that is a job. And think about it like this. Is how I think about it from a historical context. Mm. If you think about it back in the day back when our grandparents was working or whatever case may be, because I think my grandfather worked in the school for like a hot minute. But those types of manufacturing jobs, whether it be on a factory line or whatever case may be, those are jobs that were like, that's what you did. You graduated, you went to work in a factory or whatever the case may be. I ain't never been good with my hands. I can put a little screwdriver here and there, whatever the case may be. But I ain't one mm-hmm. of the people. I hate cleaning. I mean, I clean my bathroom, but I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a dirty person, but cleaning somebody else's shit, yo. You got to be a strong soul for that, boss. You got to be a strong soul for that, man. So I couldn't be a custodian. I couldn't be a maintenance person. I couldn't do anything as far as that. I mean, if I had to do it, I would. But Mm. I'm 
I'm just not built like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm built for to use my brain in certain capacities and you know, right. whatever the case may be. So I know I would fail at that. Um I, I, I don't think I could do a job like a corporate because it's so mm-hmm. cutthroat. <laughs> Definitely not corporate. My wife is in corporate and she's been in corporate forever. She used to work for Sprint. Now she works for uh, uh um, you know, uh, um, you know, a health professional or whatever, you know, good job right. and all, but that shit is cutthroat. That shit is cutthroat. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you got, it's like you, the wolf of Wall Street, like that shit is for real. Like you gotta be a wolf amongst amongst sheep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever. But uh, job, yeah, I would feel like that. But a job, I don't, you know, shit, I don't know, man. Yes. <laughs> what job would you feel at? Working at Boston Chicken. <laughs> nah, um, I well, I, I I say that in jest, but honestly, I couldn't see myself working in any type of food industry. Uh, I love to cook. I love being in the kitchen, but that's my kitchen. Um, I, that's that's something that I couldn't see myself. With. But one one thing I know I would really f- fail at is being a salesman. Um, I think this the summer of. Uh, I think it was the summer of senior year. I you ever you know Rainbow uh, vacuum cleaners? No. Rainbow vacuum cleaner was this like a thousand dollar vacuum cleaning company, and they use water technology to like not just clean your like vacuum your carpet, but it is a it's a uh, oh oh uh, what the hell is that thing called a um a, a, a carpet cleaner a carpet cleaner you know they give you these big bags and you can clean your cushions like you put all this water in and it suck all the dirt out the cushion it's like crazy and i tried selling them things in summer uh 94 and i sucked at it i, I remember my mother tried to buy one from me. my uncle was like you ain't spending a thousand dollars on a on no damn vacuum cleaner yeah. but uh, they was good vacuum cleaners but I, my whole thing is i can't i can sell you something that you already want but right. if I gotta convince you that you need it, right. then I, then I I'm not the dude for that. Like, like you gotta have a passion. Like when you in sales, you got like people that sell cars, people that sell like you gotta have a passion for it. You gotta have a gift of gab. You gotta have you know like the ends of all ends and all means. Like I gotta I can sell you on me, but I can't mm-hmm. sell a product. Like I mean, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we know we both got stories to tell. I mean, yeah. if I'm trying to. Back before I got married, way, way, way back, like Bernie Mac said, before I got married, I could talk you to death to try to get what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But I ain't trying to sell no merchandise that ain't got me involved in it. I guess it's selfish, but you got to, and also to a certain extent, you do have to be selfish in that regard. So I can definitely understand, yo, that is not, um, that selfish shit's for the birds. So you sell the vacuums, more power to you. Well, I, I, I wasn't selling anything because I ain't selling nothing. Oh, you ain't selling any at all? <laughs> I did two presentations, and, and and I was I gave them back their product, and I was like, I can't do this. And that was that was before you went to college. That was before, that was the yeah that was before I went to college. I think that was the senior year of high school. I mean, the the summer after senior year of high school. Right so we went to that college. summer before you went to college, what did you do? Um, so no, you know what? Matter of fact, no, that wasn't senior year. That wasn't that was freshman year of college because so the summer summer. <laughs> the summer, the summer before we went to college. Summer before we went to college was when we, when I left Boston, Boston Chicken, and I saved up all my checks um, for those last couple months. Yo, I used to be good at saving money. That's why when I tell you like I want to do more entrepreneurial stuff, I had a real entrepreneur. See, we, we, this is probably for another episode, but I never wanted to go to college. <sighs> that was that was my mother's dream. 
um, for me and my sister to go to college. That was that was my dream. I always was, I'm gonna start my own business. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And it was just like, no, you're going to college. And and back then, she had that type of hold on me. So I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't tell my mother no. Like she's gonna tell me to get out. But you know so, what? So real quick, I just want to piggyback off of that real quick. That was the uh, era for which they came from. Like you know, we gonna right, talk about good right. times, Jay, uh, uh, Jay, uh, good times versus the Cosby Show at a later point in time. Shameless plug. But the era that our parents came from, they graduated mm. high school. They went on to the workforce. They wanted yeah. their children to graduate high school and go to college. Because my mother said the same thing. Either you're going to college or you're going to the Army. And like you said, yeah. she had that hold on me that I was like, oh, shit. Well, I know I'm not going to the Army. I ain't, I don't want to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely understand. But go ahead. Go ahead. That's yeah, see, that's that's ironic because I wanted to go in the military. I was like, it ain't no money for me to go to college. Who going to pay for it? And um, I mean that's a whole nother story in itself because of course I went to college and all that other stuff, but my mindset wasn't wasn't it wasn't there back then. So anyway, that summer I saved up you know money because I was just like, well, if I gotta go to school, you know I gotta have something to buy you know my you know essentials and things like that that I'm gonna need in the dorm room. I wasn't other even than that. I just played video games all summer. I, I wasn't even thinking like that. Like when I went to school. Um, and remember, I applied to Lincoln. I remember Miss Lynch, my goddess, our goddess counselor. Yeah. We had the same yeah. goddess counselor. She wanted me to go to Lincoln. I remember she was like, yo, I want you to go to Lincoln, you know, be a writer. I was like, I want to play football. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I went to Willie P and played play football. But, um, like, I wasn't even thinking along those lines, man. I wasn't thinking about saving money. I wasn't thinking about who was going to pay for it. Because to be honest with you, like, it was just one of those things where, like, I mean, I just knew I had to go. So I guess God worked it out. I had to learn on the fly because I remember financial aid. You know, we had to fill out the FAFSA, you know, mm -hmm. things of that nature and all like that. Like, you know, but that wasn't, it was like, it wasn't on my radar or was it seriously on my radar, if, you, if, if I could say that. I think it was more of, like I said, okay, you know, I know I got to go. And we're going to figure it out. You know, my parents figured out I had to take out loans. Of course, mm -hmm. I forgot all my loans. I had no parent loans or nothing like that. So, I mean, I'm, you right. know, I'm, dead. I'm a dying debt. Like, I tell people when they talk about student loans, I'm like, man, listen, they can get that shit when I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know and so it is with us. But you had the foresight um, and the withdrawal to think like that. And I commend you for that because, like I said, that whole summer, I think my mother, uh, she had kind of moved out. Um, mm -hmm. Moved out, so I say, if I do then what I do now. Oh <laughs> yeah, moved out. And I was, you know, hanging out here and there, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, I um, I remember, like, uh, the middle of July, my father said, I'm coming to get you. And he mm. had moved to Maryland. And I went down there and stayed with him from, like, middle of July all the way to August. I report to school, you know, whatever. But that whole summer, like, that, like looking back on I ain't shit, y'all. I wasn't trying to be active. I wasn't trying to do this. I just was sitting around like just waiting, yo, like use the time unwisely. You know what I'm saying? I, that you actually do I have a regret from high school. I say no, but that would be a point in time in my life where I had a regret where I didn't use my time productively and wisely the way I could have. You know what I'm saying? Probably mm -hmm. because, you know. But like I say, you're younger, you dumb, you know what I'm saying? You just wanna have fun. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's at the end of the day, that's that's what that is. But once again, it's the Dog and Dunce podcast. You know what I'm saying? We up here reminiscing. Over the good old days, the good old days, the good old days, as uh, in the words of the great Ghostface Killer, you know what I'm saying? 
Yes, sir. I mean, we we can sit it. We can sit here. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Super producer, you gotta edit that part out. Go ahead, though. <laughs> now nah, you know we can sit up here and we can reminisce all day, man. But uh, you know, I, I I said it earlier. I want to give a shout out to the people who's rocking with us right now. Um, I really appreciate the listeners, um, and you know, I hope they'll continue to rock out with us. Continue to tell other people about us. I'm happy to be doing this with you. I'm happy that we've made it to episode four, that we could formally introduce ourselves, you know, to the listeners. Hopefully some questions got answered. Um, and, you know, moving forward, I'm looking forward to what's to come um, because I think we got, got some, some good stuff in store um, in terms of guests, topics and things like that. So, you know. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, I think, like I say, you know, the energy that we have, and you know, we we constantly um, engage with each other, constantly talking. You know what I'm saying? And even behind the scenes, but you know, we do we we are doing as we as we supposed to do, and us being educators, we know how to prepare a lesson plan. So you know, we we give them a little current events when we start. We give them a little bit of do now as far as what's going on. We give them a little bit of part of our lessons as far as the beat and based upon our topics. We give them a little humor. You know what I'm saying? We know how to plan a lesson. So planning this podcast is just like planning a lesson. It's just what we want mm-hmm. the people to learn, how we want them to learn it. So in the words of the great OJs and Jalen Rose, we give the people what they want. You know what I'm saying? Raw, relevant, and real. So, you know, like I said, this is the Docket Dunce podcast. No shameless plug. We just doing what we do. Who's the docket? Who's the dunce? You know what I mean? That's what we do. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, um, on that note, I wanted to play something. You said 1993. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I want to see, see if you remember this song. And I'm going to play this. All right. This song. You know that was around the time I just started getting into music back then, right? Nah, you know this song. You know this song. Hold on. Let me find it. I apologize. I didn't have it queued up. I do apologize. I didn't have it queued up. But I remember sitting in the car. And I was gonna try. Well, we'll have we'll have uh, uh, maybe a high school reunion episode. But I was sitting in the car, me, Rashawn Leak, and Omar Simmons. We were sitting in the car listening to this song, and these fools was crying in the car. <laughs> we about to graduate. We listened to this song. I know Omar wasn't crying. If you remember this song, wait, I know this. Gangster Lean. <laughs> turn it up, so turn it up, so turn it up. It seems like yesterday. I was just, I think, while I was cooking. Whose idea was y'all for y'all? To, was y'all high? Huh? Was y'all smoking back then? Nah. Nah, 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 nah. I wasn't. That, y'all put that on. It just came on on the radio. Man, these niggas put this on. I'm going to talk over <laughs> it. Of course. I remember we put this on. And I was going to try to have, have, have uh, Rashawn call in or whatever. But we put this on, man. And we lay in the car crying. Like, man, I don't know if I, I don't think I cried. I think it was just the fact that, like, you know. Because if you think about it, like, think about it like this. Like, you know. Separation when you when you with a group of people for four years, even if some go, mm-hmm. some come, some go. When you have your main core, 
like you, of course, we build friendships. And, mm. and building those friendships, you know what I'm saying, we became brothers. So I've been knowing Rashawn. When I moved to Edison, Rashawn, him and Troy, rest in peace, was one of the first two people I met. Omar mm. Khan, he was from North. Um, him and his brother was from North. We used to all play basketball together. We used to all hang together. So those types of things, you know what I'm saying, uh, meeting you, meeting Dawn. Like, you know, we had those friends that we hang out together, so and so forth. So I don't, it, it was just one of those types of moments where, like, I don't think we realized that we were really going to be splitting from each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, I always tell Lizzie, like, the people that you're friends with now, you're not going to be friends with them in, in two or three years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, unless yep. y'all really have that good foundation. Like, I still talk to Rashawn. I still talk to Phil. I talk to Omar and Mark occasionally. Few people on Facebook, but I don't talk to people. You know what I'm saying? Like all the all the so-called friends that we had, right? You know what I'm saying? And just because mm-hmm. everybody goes separate ways, especially now we're in our forties. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like here's the thing: we can say that you know we can have a conversation. Like when we had the reunion, it was good mm-hmm. to see. Hey, blah, blah, blah. but after a while, like what are we gonna talk about? We ain't seen each other in thirty years. Exactly. You know like, like people. On my social media, Facebook, be like, "Oh, such, such, such." I'm like, "We ain't friends, be like, we know each other. We knew each right. other at one point in time, but we ain't mm-hmm. friends now. Like, I'm not gonna sit up here and friend, be friend line, and, and and you know, it's like, why fake the funk? So I say all that to say, you know, saying we were sitting up there, just being fools, listening to this silly ass song. And when you start talking, let me see it was one hit wonders, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this is the Dog and Dunce podcast. Once again, that's Big Rob, Big Reef. You know, we taking it back to memory lane. We introducing ourselves. We talking about our friendship over the years. Talking about what went down in the nineties. Talk about how it, it transcended us to the bit that we are today talking about our careers, talking about the things that uh, drive us as men, as educators, um, you know, put some perspective or give you guys some perspective on our lives, how we handle and how we do things. So, good brother, you want to say anything to the people? Nope, just appreciate the love and support so far. Rock with us, grow with us, watch us do our thing. And that's about it. Man, you got way more good friends than I do. I, I got to send out text messages to listen to my podcast. <laughs> but you not listen to my podcast yet. They're like, we going to listen, we going to listen, we going to listen, niggas just listen to episode one, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, I know it's long, but it's for substance. So, But on that note, man, listen, peace and blessings, good brother. Shout out to our super producer. We're not going to say your name. All right. Uh, much love to all the people out there in the audio world. We take a little break. Um, I'm not going to say... Um, Happy such and such, such and such. All I'm going to say is enjoy your weekend. All right, be careful. Please wear a mask. Please be safe out here in America. Please be safe out here. Please be safe out here in the city of Philadelphia for those that are listening in in, in our local area. And uh, once again, it's the Doc and Dunce podcast. Uh, You can find us on all platforms. You can find us on different networks. You can find us doing what we do, which is giving information that's raw. That's relevant and that's real. One love, y'all. Peace.